Hello, everybody. This is P. Norman Grant and Slim Jim with another edition of The Grapefruit Agenda, where we analyze, criticize, circumcise, and pulverize crazy news from the left. We keep watch on the loonies in Florida, all around the U.S., and our rapidly contracting globe. And out there where satellites are need traffic lights. Why grapefruit? Because we're sweet on conservatism and sour on liberalism. Today's episode is entitled, Close the Florida Border Now. The Florida Border. We need to close the Florida Border. Well, that's what the LBGQ plus AI and whatever expanding initials they want to add onto LBG. They wanted, we did it a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, Jim? They had a travel advisory for lesbian, gays, bisexuals, trans, queer, plus asexuals. I heard the last was A now, asexuals. So if you're asexual, please don't come to Florida. They're advising against it because we're so hateful. We're hateful down here. We are hateful. We're hateful. We're, actually, we're hateful against stupidity. This is really stupid. Here's a woman named Aisha Mills, okay? She was a picture of her now at the Reproductive Health's Champion of Choice Luncheon somewhere in Florida. Well, she went to Florida. She actually went to Florida on some kind of break. Let me read the quote that she had and the warning that she helped push for the NAACP. This is from Fox News. Quote, Aisha, Aisha Mills. Quote, I really appreciate the NAACP's guidance on this issue. Activist Aisha C. Mills said during an interview with MSNBC Monday, Ah, I just took my family to spring break in Florida. She said, my family. And I think about all the folks who travel there for sun and joy and peace and restoration and to be reminded that actually this is getting to the point where Florida is about to be a terrorist state to many of us here in America. She said, certainly as a lesbian, as a black woman, I don't want to have anything to do with the place. She took her family to spring break, this lesbian. So the comments come after the NAACP formal advisory on its website about Florida, arguing the state is openly hostile toward African Americans, people of color, and LGBTQ plus individuals. So the lasso is going around African Americans and LGBTQ plus. This is the first time I've ever seen the NAACP really shoehorn in the LGBTs. The LGBTs were shoehorning in African-Americans to legitimize their victimhood. Didn't see it the other way around. Here's a picture of Aisha who brought her family to Florida for spring break and then said nasty things about Florida. Before traveling to Florida, she says, please understand that the state of Florida devalues and marginalizes the contributions of and the challenges faced by African-Americans and other communities of color. The advisory reads, so other colors should be advised too. That's brown. Can you say yellow anymore? I don't think we say yellow. Asian, Arab, Pacific Islanders. I just saw recently the Pacific Islanders have a group now. Yeah, they have a victimhood group too. Against, against assaults and battery and they're activizing the AAPIs. While Mills disregarded the advisory to vacation in the state, well, she had disregarded the advisory, the ominous warning from the NACP also comes as its chairman, Leon Russell. Remember Leon Russell, the old guy, white guy with the beard? 
No, this is a different guy. This is a guy, he's in charge of the NACP, the National NACP chairman. And where does he live? In Tampa Bay, Florida. Nevertheless, the NACP argues that the advisory was, quote, in direct response to Governor Ron DeSantis' aggressive attempts to erase black history. Now, we went through this before. Did he erase black history? Exaggeration. Exaggeration be one of the top ten sins. Exaggeration. Logical, a logical sin. Erase black history. Now, what we wanted to do was shortchange, shortcut, extra credits and college credits. This is for advanced placement. AP black history, which didn't seem necessary. It just didn't seem like it was an added, added intellectual twist and turn. It wasn't an exercise. It wasn't a, it wasn't a discipline. So they say, NACP says, Ron wanted to erase black history entirely, like there's no black people, and to restrict diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in Florida schools. That is correct. That's correct. The governor's office has pushed back against the advisory, calling it a stunt. This is now back to Fox News, while pointing to Florida's strong tourism numbers. So the whole thing is that DeSantis is about to announce, right? As Governor DeSantis announced last week, Florida is seeing record-breaking tourism. We just saw this. Record-breaking tourism. DeSantis Press Secretary Jeremy Redford told Fox News Digital, this is worth nothing more than a stunt, which apparently is. Apparently. So here's MSNBC's Mills praising the NACP's decision, arguing America's problem with bigotry and bias is highlighted in Florida. We don't see it. We don't see the numbers. I don't see it. So she says she thinks about all the other people who don't want to travel there, Ms. Mills said. I think it was very clever on behalf of the NACP. I thank them for issuing these broad guidance. She was guided, even though she went. She was guided, but she dismissed the guidance. Really, what it does is it turns a remarkable lens on the United States and highlights how bigotry and bias and ignorance do as much harm as we accuse other countries of doing to people that they suppress. Is this all sinking in, grapefruiters? It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And she talks of ignorance. Here's something from Breitbart. Breitbart picked up on it, too. Let me read something from Breitbart. The far-left NAACP is using desperate scare tactics to stop black Americans from moving to Florida, something black Americans have been doing by the tens of thousands over the past few years. Now, this is not, this is not just about visiting. This is about moving. So listen to some of these numbers. Uh, LULAC, by the way, some fake Hispanic civil rights group called LULAC is doing the same thing with Hispanic Americans. Interesting that Ron DeSantis just nominated a Cuban American to sit on Florida's Supreme Court. Yes. They're so anti-LULAC. So on Saturday, the NACP, an organization that once sought the, quote, advancement of colored people and now seeks to keep them voting for Democrats, no matter the cost, issued a hilarious, quote, travel advisory, telling black people to know their place to avoid Florida. So here's uh, the LGBTQ warning, the NAC board of directors, aggressive attempts to erase black history and to restrict diversity. We want to restrict diversity, equity, and inclusion that really is reverse racism, exclusion. They want to exclude people who they think want to exclude. The formal travel notice states, Florida is openly hostile toward African-Americans, people of color, and LGBTQ+, plus, 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 blah, blah. All right, where is the tra- – so this is Breitbart. Where is the travel advisory, Jim, to avoid all the black people being shot in Democrat-run Oakland, Democrat-run Chicago, Democrat-run Detroit, Democrat-run Baltimore? It was the mayor of New York today who said – 
Well, how come they're sending all these people to black Democrat governor's cities? Hmm, that's just coincidence too, correct? Jimbo, you just came back from Maryland. And did, you right. see, did you see any warning signs that we have a dangerous place down here in Florida where you live? Yeah, they, they said that all, all black people or mixed race people should be very careful in Florida <laughs> because it's an unfriendly state. It's unfriendly. They, don't, they, they just have to know the secret handshake from all the... the all the malicious, but you came by you came by plane, and the, the the pilot didn't warn you that you're entering a dangerous space. Actually, the pilot did. He said that <laughs> he wanted to let everybody know we're going into dangerous territory well, in Orlando. If you're lesbian or black or queer or uh, Pakistani, I'm not sure how far the, the the fear should go, but they're really warning everybody. Um, it's kind of crazy. And here's this crazy lady on the Sunday paper here on the Treasure Coast. Now, I'm going to tell you what this headline says later, but what she's doing is quoting the Miami Herald. The Miami Herald is aghast because she, Miami Herald finds out that not only do we have a lot of hate all over the place, but we have Proud Boys sitting on the Republican Executive Committee of Dade County, believe it or not. So she's quoting as her aghastness is, is uh, reflected in this paper. And she says that the Herald says, Miami's homegrown extremists, former Proud Boys chairman Enrique Torrio, Wanted a revolution. What he should get is a lot of years in the slammer for trying to violently overthrow the government, even though he wasn't there. He wasn't at the scene. He was getting to get the seditious conspiracy charge for being in a hotel room far away. Now, can we finally toss the other Proud Boys from the local GOP executive committee where this hate group has wormed its way in? Asked the Herald's editorial board. So this woman, her name is Merritt Allen. Full page, you get a half a page on her Treasure Coast newspaper, before being aghast. She says, some further reading by she, and a couple of monthly subscription payments to get past paywalls, so she did some real research, revealed that at least six members of the Miami-Dade Republican Party's executive committees are current or former Proud Boys. So maybe five were former and one is... But we've got to find out how much. How did, how did she find that yeah, out? She did just she ex- look at the resume? Exhaustive and research. They, and they're spreading it out from the resume? She was exhausted. So there's protecting the First Amendment rights. That's what the Proud Boys were offering. Then there's letting white supremacists on your executive committee. I'm just saying. So she's tying up. Okay, I'll let the, the uh, headline out now. Here's the headline. I'm not sure that she wrote this. I'm pretty sure that the Treasure Coast uh, paper wrote this. GOP should take a stand against white supremacists. So this is in league with the warning that not only the gay groups and the, and the NAACP are giving, but these white supremacists are in the GOP. No, no, no. The GOP are the white supremacists. That's the implication here. So she goes on to say, I spent five entire dollars to get one month's subscription to the Times and the Herald to ensure I had facts straight for this column. Now, Jimbo, have you heard a fact yet? Not yet. Additional data came from ProPublica and my favorite, the Southern Poverty Law Center, SPLC. This is the deliverers of hate, SPLC. The Miami Herald says Proud Boys are in leadership of the Dade REC. So the Southern Poverty Law Center, huh? Okay. And the ADL, American Jewish Defense League, JDL, the Southern Poverty Law Center. That's the hate group. So I'm, I'm looking at the Proud Boys resume. I'm looking at what or some of the facts that she could have found about the Proud Boys. So the Proud Boys, this this comes from a uh, site called Heavy, heavy heavy.com. And it's uh, it's mostly tilted to the right. 
But they're they're making uh, the description. They're describing the Proud Boys because they got just sentenced to, I think one got 15 years. I think Terry got 15 years for for seditious conspiracy. And here's the Heavy.com story on them. The Proud Boys, an alt-right group who say they are Western chauvinists who refuse to apologize for the modern world, they're holding a rally this Saturday. Uh, So they talk about the rally that they are there to defend the stores and the streets of Portland. And that's what they're doing there. It says, across our region, we have witnessed devastation, loss of life from COVID to wildfires to gun violence. It's up to us all. This is Tario. This is the leader is expressing himself in an interview. It's up to all of us to make sure we do not have an event where further loss of life results. And so he's there to police them. I, I saw a couple of Proud Boys in Vero, right across from the courthouse. And they were having a rally. They were having a rally for the January 6th people, the people who are still rotting in jail. And they were just consciousness raising, just drawing attention to the fact that these people are still in solitary confinement in D.C. for having protested, maybe not even caught inside, or squeezing a cop's face in between the two doors. Remember the memorable picture of – as a matter of fact, as we go by, I was just researching. I was doing research that this woman actually didn't do and found that very few injuries – occurred like in Capitol Police or the D.C. police. In fact, there was only one person who spent overnight in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Only one person. He was a, a, a D.C. policeman. And as of the 11th of January, he was still in the hospital. One guy. So most of the injuries, they, they called them bruises and strains. Strains and bruises. Mm-hmm. And they are mostly from falling downstairs. Right. Okay, so one got smashed with a flagpole. No, I didn't, see, I didn't see any weapons. As we went through the January 6th committee, we didn't see any weapons. And yet there's an armed, violent insurrection right. is what they're charged with. So <laughs> the Proud Boys now, they're the, um, they're the dogs that got to get hit. They're the scarecrows, the, stra- the straw men, right? Right. The group now considers themselves a multiracial fraternal brotherhood who disavows Nazis and racists. Rolling Stone magazine. Rolling Stone reported in August 2019, above all else, their target is the overall feminization of Western culture, or the idea that masculinity has been slowly degraded by leftist ideology. That doesn't seem untrue. No. That doesn't seem untrue. Their core beliefs can best be summarized as a melange of neo-fascism, fight club-esque hyper-masculinity, and early 2000-era hipster trolling, as, as Rolling Stone goes on. To just elaborate. Yet their reputation as an alt-right often means they're thrown in the pot with white supremacists. This is the issue. They're thrown in a pot with the white supremacists wherever they are. Has anybody been accused and put in jail for being a white supremacist? Where are they, Joe? Joe keeps saying that white supremacy is our biggest problem, our biggest domestic threat, white supremacy, and they have not convicted anybody yet. According to the Anti-Defamation League, here we are. The Proud Boys represent an unconventional strain of American right-wing extremism. Extreme in what? Have you heard of the extremism yet? While the group can be described as violent, nationalistic, Islamic-phobic, transphobic, and misogynistic. What's, what's a transphobic? Phobia. They, they don't like trans people. They're a, transsexual or transpolitical? Transspiritual? Transmogrification. Remember that word? Trans. There's a lot of trans out there. Now trans automatically seems. They seen. just drop the I. It's trains they don't like. Oh, it's trains. It could be trains. Bad tra- that, that could be a sexual thing too. It's yeah. train. Oh, don't go there, Jim. All right. So, in fact, two of their leaders are men of color. 
They vehemently protest any allegations of racism. In fact, two of their leaders, men of color, Dante Nero, who the Proud Boys called their pope because he helped found their religion. This is a 2020 article. According to the manifesto, it was a black man. Another leader, this is Enrique Tarrio, who is the international chairman of the Proud Boys. He's Afro-Cuban, okay? So when you put in the uh, Proud Boys into the pot of the white supremacists, you're making a mistake. It's a mistake. And she's relying, this woman who was in the article, relying on the hate they cause. They engender the hate. There's where the hate is. She's hating on the Proud Boys, and it happened, some happen to be in the Republican Executive Committee. So then all we Republicans down here must be thrown in the same pot. It's a big pot. It is. You it see this? All she did is she made a, a lot of spurious uh, uh, accusations. There's nothing to back it up. Baseless claims, but she said she spent so much research yet. <laughs> well, she went to she went to the SPLC. Is it hate? Are they a hate group? Yeah. Well, if they're a hate group, then we must hate everybody who. All right. So here's the the overall. This is the Ten Commandments. Some of the Ten Commandments of the Proud Boys. I just want to dig into this because a lot of people say Proud Boys. Yeah, get them out of here. And they and they and they are they're infecting Florida. Don't go to Florida because you might see some Proud Boys. All right, so here's number one. This is number one um, in the top ten of their their creed, and the first one is end welfare. Oh, geez, that's pretty hateful, because it has quote shattered families by incentivizing women to leave their husbands. This has been ever since the sixties. I remember that. They tried to keep the especially the black families together because the black families now are seventy two percent of the kids born in a black household are born to a, a single mother. That is that is a truism. And the other thing is, though, that all of the, the libs, the progressive libs, want to increase welfare because they want to buy votes with it. Yeah, that's the power trip. So here's the other one, close the borders. This is just a couple of years ago. This is the, the screed for the Proud Boys, the manifesto. Close the borders because we need to build a wall and encourage assimilation and patriotism. You know, if they come in by by the by the villages, yeah, they come in by the villages and they plop. They're not assimilating. They're not opening stores. And now in New York City, Kathy Hochul and and uh, Adams, they want to find them jobs. Of course. What about all the people who don't have jobs in New York? I, close the borders. That's part of the manifesto of the Proud Boys. Outlaw censorship. Here we go. And this is Musk. Muskish. Muskish. That's a new word. <laughs> Muskish. Muskish. Outlaw censorship because, quote, the West has thrived with the checks and balances open discussion provides. Without it, fascism survives. And this is exactly what Facebook did. This is what Instagram did. This is what Twitter did. They closed off. They closed off the truth. Another one is called, this is a good one, Venerate the Housewife. That's in their manifesto. Because Proud Boys were encouraged to put a ring on it and knock her up. (laughs) <laughs> to have families. People right. aren't having families anymore. That's right. In fact, the, the white women in this, in this country really aren't interested in getting knocked up with a ring on it. All right, so glorify the entrepreneurs, the next one, because they made many sacrifices, and they are the ones who got us here. Glorify the entrepreneur, and this is who they were defending in Seattle and in Portland, the entrepreneurs who got their buildings burned down, and, and very few. stores decimated. Stores were decimated, and very few people spent time up there, but that's not for us to say. That's for CNN to divulge eventually. Recognize the West is the best is number, number nine, because we fought hard to be number one, and we won. All other cultures are not merely different than us. They are worse. <laughs> so they are, uh, they are chauvinistic of the country. That's called nationalism. And that's a bad thing? No. I'm not sure. No. And the last one is shut down the government. Oops. Well, because they rob us of our hard-earned wages. I'm sure he's, he's referring to the IRS. 
and no one else needs to be in control of another man's freedom and destiny. Okay, Proud Boys. So they sound like a real dangerous outfit. They had no weapons on January 6th. In fact, only two of them were in the building, as far as I know. And so as we look at GOP should take a stand against white supremacists, and the white supremacists are considered to be the Proud Boys, let alone the Oath Keepers. Remember the Oath Keepers? The Oath Keepers, too. Not one of them. Oath Keepers or Proud Boys was convicted of any physical assault on any police. Just want us to know that. And where was the trial for the Proud Boys and the, and the Oath Keepers? What city was that, Jim? Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. Does that have any similarities to the jury pool that might be in Manhattan? Exactly. <laughs> so, Very liberal. So I wonder, I wonder if uh, this was a fair trial. Was it a fair jury? Was it a fair judge? The Proud Boys. I know it's not fair, and that's for the newspaper to come out on a Sunday and write that GOP should take a stand against white supremacists because I'm a GOPer, and I don't see them. I mean, if I could see him, I could say, well, what kind of white supremacist are you? The one that says outlaw censorship? The one that says close the borders? Are you one of those GOPers that say end welfare, venerate the housewife, and recognize the West as the best? Because that sounds sounds pretty good to me. It does to me. So that's who's down here in Florida, people. So if you get the warning not to come, might be a good idea. Just stay on home. This is Slim Jim and P. Norman Grant with another edition of The Grapefruit Agenda.